is about funding the kingdom. Okay? So God wants you to have a nice house. He wants you to have a drive a nice car, wear nice clothes, be prosperous. And I'm going to say this. There's a sense in which none of that matters to him. Because a lot of that is our choice. You, 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 the Lord doesn't say to us, you must shop at uh, Marks and Spencer's rather than shop at Asda. Amen? Unless he tells you to do it for a reason. Now, we've got, we've got a friend who's a pastor, he's African. I've actually been sharing this quite a bit recently. And I remember a story that he has a Merc parked in his driveway. He doesn't drive it, apparently. And somebody asked him, well, why have you got a Merc and you don't drive? He drives nice cars. But in his culture, having a Merc symbolises prosperity, wealth, status. And he doesn't have this to look the big man but he does it because in his culture a lot of people wouldn't give him the respect and honour he was due as a leader because he didn't have this car I know we think maybe that's crazy but so it's, it's not a car that he uses a lot I believe uh, but he has it there because it lets people it gives him a standing and it's not because he's pride it's not because he's proud, he's proud. it's because um, it comes with, if you like, his status enough as, as a, a leader, a pastor. Okay? So we would do, but we might have similar things here um, in our culture, because cultural things do drive things a lot of the time. But when we're talking about kingdom wealth, we're not, it's not for selfish purposes. It's not, oh Lord, make me a millionaire so that I can live in a nice house and lord it over. Remember speaking about lording it over? It's not for that reason. Okay? It is to fund the kingdom. But here's a simple way of looking at it. God wants his, his people to have the money because look what the devil's crowd do with the money. So I've used this illustration before. If we were all sufficiently wealthy, we could walk into Sky Television today and say, we're a consortium, we want to buy you out. Name your price. And then we would just put the gospel out in all the Sky channels. Amen? Instead of pornography and all the other junk that they put on those channels. And if you say, well... You know, what people are going to do if it's all the gospel? Well, that's their problem. Because that's all we would be prepared for. You know, I would obviously put out good westerns, uh, football, stuff like that. Cookery programs. <laughs> you know, it doesn't all have to be, you know, uh, preaching stuff. But you understand what I'm saying. You, you can control the media if you had the money to buy the media. Yeah. Amen? So that's, that's important. So anyway, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to say this. You're supposed to know the grace. Now, I, I like to substitute the word favour there for grace because it means the same thing. You know the favour, the unmerited favour, the grace. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You know the favour of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're supposed to know it, folks. We're supposed to know it like we know today's Saturday. We're supposed to know it like we know you know, we know things of a certainty. So we, you know the grace or the favour of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. And that's the cross. On the cross, Jesus became poor. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it. We tend to think that the cross was a, a, a capital punishment 
in that it's all about killing people, okay? And that, of course, it was a cruel way of killing people. But when you think about it, okay, it was an expensive and uh, time and labor intensive way of killing people. Because people who were crucified didn't die quick. Took them days to die, and they had to be guarded, and the, the, the cross had to go up, they had to be taken down. So, as a means of capital punishment, it was not that. The simplest thing that a, a Roman soldier could have done to kill you was chop off your head, mm-hmm. slit your throat, if it was just about killing people. And when you actually go in and study into it, the cross was not really about, well, look, Rome can kill you. Because, as I said, people knew you get a dagger to the heart, you're dead. And that's efficient. Take them out, you know, wipe the floor, and everything's done. The Romans didn't crucify people to say Rome can kill you. Because there are other more uh, efficient means of killing folks. The crucifixion was actually an economic statement. Okay? And we have, that, we have these images of Jesus with a loincloth. Okay? Romans didn't crucify people with loincloths. They crucified them naked. So... We do that to cover Jesus' modesty, obviously. But I remember uh, David drew me a, a picture once of Jesus on the cross, and he was naked. Because he did it by, you know, that, by, I believe, by prophetic insight. Now, why did they do that? Why did they, you know, they did it to tell people, Rome can impoverish you. That was a statement of crucifixion. Rome can strip you of everything. Okay, and they would take all your assets, they would take all your wealth. They could actually leave your family destitute and leave you hanging there. And of course, he opposed Rome. Look, he's not even got the dignity of a loincloth. He's totally naked. He's impoverished. He's destitute. And they could actually take that and do it in their families. And remember when Jesus hung the cross, he said to John, John, there's your mother. Mm-hmm. About his own mother. What he was saying was, you look after my mother for me. And I believe Jesus left provision for him to do that before he went to the cross. So it wasn't just, well, my mommy's your problem now. I believe that Jesus left money to look after his mother because that's what any good Israelite would do. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, but Jesus hung on the cross and became poor. And, and, and that's the important thing about being totally destitute on the cross was that Jesus didn't just take our sin, didn't just bear our sickness, didn't just take our shame, didn't receive death so that we could have the opposite of all these. He also took our poverty. And he gave us his infinite, unlimited wealth. And it says that's the grace or the favour of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we'd like to talk a lot about favour. And that's really what I'm talking about just very quickly uh, before we finish today. Favour. The favour of God is what makes us rich. And the reason I want to use that, that verse there was to show you that Again, going back to a lot of prosperity preachers, you get rich by God giving. You give big to God, he'll give big back to you. But I don't have much to give. Well, give till it hurts. Give sacrifice. Much you got in your pocket? A fiver. Give God your fiver. Right? Walk home. Don't get a bus. Walk home. That's what they're really saying, am I right? You know, but I need this to get home. No, 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 no. Hold on. If you love the Lord, you'll walk the 18 miles to your house. That's the thing to me a lot of these people. Am I right? Now, it's not... When they say give that fiver to the Lord and the Lord will bless you, they're not really saying give it to the Lord uh, and you can walk home. What they're saying is give it to me. Of course. 
That's, you know, because, well, if, if you stood up and said, I've got a fiver and I'm, I'm going to walk home, but when I walk home, I'm going into my church tomorrow and giving this to my pastor. I'm not giving it to you, preacher man. Then you'll find out what the real heart. See, I'm not knocking preachers who take up offerings or preachers who tell you you need to tithe or you need to give. I'm knocking preachers who con you in their, in their hearts and in their message. And a lot of them, as I said, they've just been told that's how you do it. It's not even that they've got that heart of, oh, how do I fleece the flock today, Lord? Or it's just that they've been taught, tell people they give till it hurts. But folks, a, a, a true preacher of the gospel, see, Jesus didn't carry a bag, or Judas, actually. He didn't carry a bag so that he could get money from the people. He carried a bag so that there was always plenty to give to the poor. See, the giving side is what you believe God for. You know, if you're a pre- you know, the, the Lord will bless this work. But it ought to be the heart that you give. Now, I remember the other days of Word of Faith. It was Word of Faith. Word of Faith. Then I remember hearing about things way back then. I got into Word of Faith way back in the 80s. And I remember hearing about preachers that would have meetings like they would say, right, okay, let's, let's receive an offering. And then they would say, when they got the offering, hands up in here if you've got a financial need. So people would, so they say, you sister, how much do you need? Oh, I need $300 or my power's going to get cut off. Yeah, take $300, sister. Right? And I've also heard the other places where they would say, because the offerings are that big. Um, anybody got a mortgage you need paid off? Yeah? And so I was, oh, much is it, brother? Oh, I've still got $16,000. Well, there you go. Or they'd write them a check. You understand? Because they got it. They got it. But now it's, well, I've got 100 employees in my ministry headquarters, and I need to buy a new car every year, and, and I've got a jet to pay. And I'm not knocking preachers who've got those things. But if you stop... If, you, if it all becomes about what can we get and what, how do we, what do we say to get it out of your pocket? Now, I'm not naming names. I know preachers like that. I know one guy, I love his preaching. Love his preaching. But he always, at the end, he turns it into why you must give now and how you must give now. And I remember this guy saying, well, for the first 300 that give so many dollars, I'm going to pray in you the anointing, the blessing of Abraham. I thought, well, Jesus beat you to it. <laughs> Jesus beat you to it by hanging on a cross. Yeah. That the blessing might come on you. And you don't have to give so many dollars. And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it because we we, we, we're in pounds sterling. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. That kind of preaching has to go. You know, you, you were talking, Liz, about crossing over the Jordan. You know, the Jordan is crossing over... The, uh, as a symbolism for death, you leave dead things behind when you cross the Jordan. We need to leave all that thinking of, you know, you get rich by your giving. You know, if you give big to God, he'll give big back to you. Now, yes, he that sows little reaps, that's just a law. That's not even for Christians. If you're a lazy farmer and don't get to sow your seed, you won't get a harvest. And you know, a hundred pounds worth of stock in a company if the porn baron buys $100 worth of, £100 worth of stock and you buy £100 worth of stock and that stock value grows to £300, 
You both get the same profit. Okay? So it's, it's, we don't get, this is, let me sum this up and I want to be very brief for this. We don't get rich by our giving, although giving can enhance and amplify. If you give to, to God, well, I gave my £1.38, I get back a thousandfold. Or some people, some people get back a hundredfold, tenfold, whatever. But that's not how God makes us rich. This is how he made, made us rich, at the cross. So it's not about getting rich, it's about he made us rich. And it's not just rich in money or material things, it's rich in everything. In everything. That's the first thing I want to show. It's by his favour, by grace, just like you don't get healed because you take your vitamins. And if you don't take your vitamins, you won't get healed. And it's, it's just like, you know, um, well, if you read self-help books, God will set you free from demons. You know, or if you help an old lady over the road and do good deeds, God will make you righteous. It's not what you do. It's what he has done. So we're not rich because we do stuff or we give God so much. Or we, we're rich because he made us rich. And we just have to receive it by faith. So if we're struggling to pay bills or we need more money, we don't, we can give your way out of it. Of course you can. And if you feel led to do that, great. But you receive it by faith. He supplies all my need. By faith I receive that in Christ Jesus. Amen. And the second thing is the action part. And again, you're going to see this, that the action part is still God doing it. And it's the next chapter, chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. So we know the grace. We know the favor. We know Jesus made us rich at the cross. Even if right now we're struggling, we don't have a penny to our name, we're still rich. Just like you might be sitting there, your body ravaged with disease, you're still healed. Okay? It's all by faith that you walk in it and receive it. So 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, and we'll, we'll, we'll close with this, it says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, or all favour. He, it's not just that, it's, oh yeah, Jesus' favour, died on the cross, made us rich. God, what it's really saying here is, God's able to make that real for you. God's able to put the rubber to the road with that for you. In other words, he's able to make that show up in your life and abound towards you and just keep pouring on you and just keep pouring on you. You have to believe it. You have to receive it. And folks, you have to speak it. Yeah. Rather than saying, I'm always skinned, you know, I've got too much month left at the end of the money, all that. And you say, look, I always have plenty of money because of the favour of God, because Jesus died made me rich. So I always have plenty. Thank you, Lord. And, I'll, and look what it says. If we're going to read this, it says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, or all favour abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things. Always. Now people say, well, Paul says, I know what it's like to, to abound, but I also know what it's like to be poor. Well, we all do that. And I, I know what it's like to be poor. Bitingly, biting poor. But I choose not to live there anymore. So your experience is not your portion. We all get through stuff. But we have to grow out of that phase. You know, boom bust. Skint one week. You know, flush the next. We all have to come through that. To this, what God's purpose for us, all favour. See, the more you're 
conscious of his favour and saturated in his favour, the more this will become real. You always, always having all sufficiency in all things. I think the NIV says always having all your needs met. Always having all your needs met. Always, in other words, I always pay my bills. I don't get any debt. Um, I always, whatever I need, I've got more than enough. The ample. Not only that, but it just keeps growing. Okay, there's one more script I'll share after this very quickly. Always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So it's not just, well, I've got all my needs, mate, I'm happy. I am put my head in the pillow at night and I don't have any debt and I don't have any bills. I don't owe any man anything but love. But you know what? There's so much coming in. I can now give to every good work. And not just, oh, there's £1.50 or there's a fiver. It's abound. So God's saying he just wants to keep pouring it in, pouring the favour in, into your mind, into your heart, and it manifests as money supply, and you just keep growing and growing until you say, you know what, I'm just going to write a cheque now for that ministry. And I used to send, used to send them £25. I'm now going to send them two and a half grand. Because that's plenty. So praise the Lord, that's where the Lord wants to take us. Just one more. I just felt the Lord saying to, to, to share this with you. Um, and I'll do that, which is way back in Genesis, and it's Genesis, and it's chapter 17, sorry, 15, Genesis 15, and close with us. After these things, the word of Yahweh came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because exceeding great reward, it, it, it's like kind of, what does that mean? I am your, if I said to you, I guess, I am your exceeding great reward, you're like, you're like what? what does that mean? Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am your, it doesn't, it, but you know why that? Because the translators didn't really have the courage to translate it, what it says in the Hebrew. Here's what it says in the Hebrew. You can check this out, check it out, please. I'm your shield and your superabounding, rapidly increasing money supply. That's what it says in Hebrew. Hallelujah. Now, when we, I taught this at Bible College, what, there's a couple of wee, uh, brothers there, uh, that, and one of them shouted, they're Romanian, and one of them shouted out, in my Romanian Bible, it says, I am your wages. And that's what, it, that's what it says in Hebrew. I am your salary or I am your wages. So the Hebrew says, I'm your money supply, I'm your wages. I am what you get paid financially. That's what it says in Hebrews. So he's not just our saviour, he's not just our healer, he's not just all of the things that he is to us, our righteousness, he is our money supply. And you can say, well, yeah, he's our provider, and he is our provider, and he provides everything we need. But it's literal here that says, I am your superabounding, rapidly increasing money supply. And the meaning of it is this, I keep pouring it in. I keep pouring it in. I keep pouring it in. More and more, more and more, more and more. That's what it means in the Hebrew. So he is that to us. And so he keeps pouring in the favour of knowing who he is. 
And that's what he is. So, and again, I'm going to say it again. And I know you're old enough to know who I mean, G.R. Ewan. God's not saying, I'm going to make you G.R. Ewan. I'm going to make you, you know. Uh, he's not saying it for that purpose. So that we can lord it over people. So that we can be the big shot tycoons. He wants you that wealthy. But he wants you that wealthy with a kingdom heart. And a kingdom purpose to say, you know what? Last year I had X amount. This year I've got five times that. And guess where that money's going? Straight into the work of God. Where did I send it, Lord? And he might say, yeah. it's okay, just hold on to it for me just now. Better you have it than your, uh, you know, drug-dealing neighbour. Amen? So it's kingdom wealth for a kingdom purpose. And it's the favour of God that makes us wealthy till it just keeps pouring in. It just keeps pouring in. It's like a, a big tank and it starts with a wee bit at the bottom. Then it goes up and up and up and up and up until it gets to the top and it just overflows. So it's no longer what's in the tank, it's who can get the bucket under the overflow. Because you, you're, you're that reservoir that just keeps, come and help yourself. What's your need, sister? Can I write a check to meet that need? God wants us in that place. He wants that in our hearts. And he wants to manifest it in our bank accounts, wallets, purses pockets or money clips, wherever it is. Okay, it's the purpose of kingdom wealth is for others. Amen. But in the meantime, you and I enjoy it, but it is for. And especially, I want to say this, if you go and, people say, oh, the early church, the early church, let's get back to the early church. The early church were all about bringing the poor in and lifting them out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And that's what our heart should be. As you might say, I know a lot of poor people with 65 inch televisions on their wall and you know, the, the latest designer trainers and all that. There's false poverty, but there's real poverty still, folks. And God wants us to destroy that in people's lives by making us stewards of kingdom wealth. The Lord bless you.